Did you notice the little change about the Well podcast? (laughs) Um, I hope that you do not mind, but I wanted to update the picture. The picture that I had used was truly something that was just what I had at the time. Um, Actually, the picture that I just updated with is an older picture than that one, but it was super photoshopped. And now that you've been listening to the Well podcast for a couple years, some of you, it's been going for two years, I just wanted it to be something that is more me. And so my sweet, sweet friend and the designer of the wellteam.com, the website, had taken the picture that I currently have up there, and it just feels more like me. And it's also from a time and a place where I was beginning the well. And so I wanted it to be that picture. Um, The other one is nice. It was one that I did for a magazine. I was part of like a women in business magazine, but it was super photoshopped and I didn't know the photographer very well. It was kind of an awkward day and I just, I think I just used it because it was done and ready and was the right pixels and the right (laughs) resolution at the time for the podcast. And I liked the nature feeling of it with that like wood pole. But anyway, this picture is way more what I look like if you follow me on Instagram. And it just really encapsulates the beginning of the well and the heart and the mission that I have for the women that I want to serve through this podcast and through thewellteam.com. So all of that being said, it's also, we just had two years on the podcast, we just hit 30,000 downloads, and I'm so grateful for that. To be a top 2% global podcast, um, we keep ranking in places all over the world, in faith, in the categories of alternative health, and you know, I didn't have like a download goal for this podcast, it was literally just to serve any woman who had felt that she had lost herself in overwhelm and lost herself in motherhood or the busyness of life and wanted wellness solutions and to get rid of toxic thoughts. And I just, it was really a service goal to start it. But when you see what God does, when you see that people listen, that the reach is bigger than you thought, um, it's very humbling and honoring. And I really want to do the best job that I can for it. So with that being said, I wanted to jump back a little bit. I wanted to tell you all a little bit more about myself. When this podcast first started, it was called Find the Beauty, and it was more about grief. It was more about overcoming something, and I thought that I would talk more about my journey of grief, and then it was making me grieve <laughs> to, to talk about grief. No, it, was, it wasn't that I was grieving. It was just that I wanted to broaden it a little bit because as I found myself again um, and went through a period of when I lost my husband, I, I had so many things that I felt that I had learned, so many people that I had brought into my life that helped me in my wellness journey, not just my physical health, but also my mental health and a lot of my mindset. And so we just broadened it a little bit since I already had the Wells website. So that being said, I wanted to start at the beginning a little bit and just tell you about myself. We have so many new listeners to the podcast and you can skip this one if you are just here for the tips and the tricks and the mindset shifts for you. But I think that in order to trust someone, you have to kind of know where they come from. And so maybe hearing a little bit more of my story will help you trust me in a way that maybe you didn't before. 
So the title for this episode is, Can, Can You See God's Provision in Your Story? And so I'm going to start at the beginning, and then I want you to see what God does. And so maybe write out your story today and see those little things that have happened that you can now see, hindsight is twenty twenty. that God's got you, that he has you the whole entire time. So I was born in 1977 in Jackson, Minnesota, a little teeny tiny town that's so pretty. I just, I have such a love for my hometown. Um, only about 10 or 20 miles away from the Iowa border, so very far south in Minnesota. Um, my parents owned a funeral home when I was a little girl. And so if you've seen the movie My Girl, you know that that's kind of my life, um, which is kind of interesting considering I'm going to have grief experience in my life that my dad was a funeral director first. And so I just, as a little girl, was very, very shy. I was very close to my grandmother, um, both of my grandmothers, but um, in a really special way. My dad's mom, I spent a lot of time with her, and that made a huge impression on me. And I just had a very close family. We moved from our hometown when I was, I think, eight, and my dad became a pastor. And so I spent three years in northern Minnesota when my dad was going to become a pastor. And so I just remember going home to my little teeny tiny hometown pretty often with my grandma and visited friends. And I just, I thought that Minnesota was the ends of the earth. I <laughs> Little House on the Prairie was my favorite show. And that was based in Minnesota. And I really just thought maybe every little kid does they kind of think that their life is the life. But I knew of other places like Chicago, Chicago and Mankato. If you've watched Little House on the Prairie, you know that's where they went for business dealings. But places like California and New York were just almost like fictitious places. <laughs> and my life was really, um, it was really small. But also my parents being in the ministry, my dad becoming a pastor, we had missionaries in our home from Tanzania. I had a very early on heart for not only people knowing God bigger, but I was very emotional about the gospel. I was very, um, I would get choked up a lot. And now that I've had my own kids and just know more people, I know that not everyone is like that. And now I know it's kind of that empath personality that I've gotten maybe a little harder as I've gotten older and life has beat me up a little bit, but I was very, very tender as a kid, very, um, I would say shy, but also just an empath where like if somebody wanted me to do something, I really didn't want to disappoint them. My parents did not really have to yell at me. They didn't really have to get after me. Um, I took care of my two younger brothers. I was very maternal when it came to them. And so I was just a very sensitive heart, um, and I don't say that to brag in any way. It kind of became a little bit of, of why later I was a little bit of a people pleaser and lost myself in motherhood later because it was just like this tender heart that I had. So we lived in Minnesota, different places, until my dad took his first church in Cleveland, in the western suburbs of Cleveland. I was 10 years old. 
and we moved out to Cleveland. My dad was in home missions, meaning that he was starting a church absolutely from scratch. And so we would do mailings and do vacation Bible schools and parks and have different youth groups come out from different churches in our um, I'm Lutheran, but a small denomination of Lutheran. We would have different people come out and help with our projects. And we were really cr- trying to grow this church from the start in an area that was predominantly Catholic. Uh, there weren't a lot of Lutherans. There weren't even back then a lot of Protestant churches, really, in the Cleveland area. It was very Catholic community. There is now, which is a blessing. Um, but I... I had a really amazing middle school experience where I met Sandra, my best friend. So if you've heard episodes with her, you know that's where we met. We were 10 or 11 years old. And I just, I loved middle school. Then I moved to another town of only about 20 minutes away in high school. And I was very upset. I was just, I loved my middle school town. I loved everything about it. And when I moved in high school, I just had a little bit of a harder time finding my way. Um, But I did meet some really close friends that I'm still friends with today. Um, And I also, when I was 15 years old, started dating TJ Turner. So he was my high school sweetheart. And we had a really fun life. Um, We also had kind of a tumultuous relationship. We obviously worked it out later after college because we were married, but high school was all about um, TJ, really, and um, we spent so much time together. We double dated with friends. We went to so many Cleveland Indians um, games. We went to Cedar Point. I just remember I mean, when I think of high school, we just went to movies. We just did stuff all the time, and so it was some fun couple years, but in that kind of time of my life, I remember starting to feel really insecure. Um, just for, I, I just, there were certain maybe friend groups, maybe it's everyone in high school, but just around that time, I remember losing a lot of my confidence. Um, I was always shy, but I was always really confident. And then during this time, I just really doubted myself. I had a lot of boys that I was friends with in high school that would quiz me about my faith. I remember sitting in a Ford Tempo and them just like quizzing me. I didn't have a lot of Christian friends, so I just kind of felt alone. Um, A lot of my friends went to Catholic school, but I was also confused about that because I wasn't allowed to take communion there. And so I just did a lot of like... I'm sure that high school is like that for everyone, but it was just kind of, when I think back, it was kind of a couple hard years emotionally and mentally for me. Um, And maybe it's like that, like I said, for everyone in high school. So I graduated in 1995. I know a lot of you are young moms and I'm a lot older than you, Um, but I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, I didn't end up going away to college my first two years. I stayed home and just for financial reasons and mostly financial reasons, I stayed home and went to my local community college and I started working at restaurants. And this is really where I started to come out of my shell. Um, I was absolutely in love with the restaurant process. I loved 
just like the efficiency of serving and of a restaurant running smoothly and all the different operations. And I really, really loved it. Um, but then my parents dropped the bomb. <laughs> they were going to move to Florida. And I was just like, I was just shocked just because mostly it was so far away here. I'm building my life. Um, TJ and I had broken up many, many times, but we were back together at that point. And it was just like a really tricky time of like, I'm not really going to the college that I want to go to. Where should I really be going? Now my parents are moving. My brothers are in middle school and high school at this point. I don't want to be away from them. But I, at the same time, my life is here in Cleveland, Ohio. So I went down with my parents for the summer and then decided to go back, and I was going to do my first year at the college that I had wanted to go to the whole time, Baldwin Wallace, outside of Cleveland. So my parents moved to Florida, but that summer, I just kind of fell in love. I had never had Christian friends, and my dad's new church that he was going to, I had one of my first friends that was at my actual church. And I just loved the sunshine. I loved the beach. Like everything about Florida felt like like cold water on a hot day. It was just, you know, when you just resonate with a place, also with the people, the people at the church were just really, really amazing. And so I did go back to Cleveland for that next year of college. But then after that year, it was cold, it was rainy, my pipes clanked in my college apartment, TJ and I were on again, off again, it was just like, I'm like, I'm moving to Florida. So I moved that next year then to Florida, Um, worked at restaurants, TJ and I were broken up, Um, I was making friends down here and really got into the restaurant business. I made really, really good money. I finished my college at Florida Gulf Coast University, which was a very new university at that time. And by that time, TJ and I had gotten back together. So he was working as a state auditor in Cleveland. And I went up to visit one time and we really reconnected and we ended up getting back together at that point. We worked out so many things in our relationship. We had both grown so much. I had kind of just moving and meeting new people, working in the restaurant, I had started to find my voice again. I was just more outgoing. I was more confident to say more of what I wanted. Um, My parents said that I got sassy in those years, kind of. Not sassy in a way of like disrespectful, but just like I would stick up for myself with like belligerent customers or I I started to find my voice. And this was kind of my first like awakening time. Um, So TJ and I got back together. We got married in 2001. We moved to Sarasota, which is a little bit north of where I live now. I'm actually going there today for a girls weekend, so I'm excited about that. Um, and we, I was a teacher, I started subbing and then got my first job as a teacher. And then I got pregnant with my first son with Aiden. So I had him in 2003 and was just over the moon. I was so health conscious when I got pregnant, was writing down everything that I ate. That was before apps where you could put in your food. I just had it intuitively in me that like, I'm feeding this child (laughs) um, in utero and just that really started my wellness journey. 
And um, right around that time, we decided to move an hour south where all my family was at that time to Cape Coral. And so uh, TJ was going to get a different job and just knew that I wanted to be closer to family when I had the baby. But he did too. He had been very close to my friends and different people from my church um, where my parents lived. And so we moved there. We had Aiden in 2003. We had Callie, our little girl, in 2005. And I was so blessed to be a stay-at-home mom. I loved those years of just playing with kids. My brother had two children, and I had them all the time as well. So a lot of the time I had four kids under four. And I loved keeping a home and playing with them and taking them on play dates. And I just remember loving, loving being a stay-at-home mom. Um, During this time, though, I had um, lost um, a couple babies um, by miscarriage, and that was one of the first times that I was really thrown for a loop, that something would be kind of off track. Everything up till this point, I would set a goal for college or for my wedding or for this, and I would, everything was kind of going according to plan. And losing those babies was really good for me. I don't mean that it was good, but it was good for me to learn to trust that God has a bigger plan and that it's not always going to be on my time frame. And so I remember really, really struggling about these miscarriages, um, but also learning how precious life is. Up until that point, the only person that I had really lost was my grandmother, um, and that was a really hard time when I was in fourth grade. She had actually taken sleeping pills, and it was really, really hard to lose her in that way. But that was pretty much my only grief experience until a couple other great-grandparents. But the, the, the first thing that was kind of sudden. So fast forward to 2015. <laughs> um, I had actually, by accident, just started a doTERRA business. I had just learned about essential oils. I had always really cared about natural things, about cleaning up my cleaning supplies. So I got into essential oils just thinking that I was going to make some natural cleaning supplies, but I was just overwhelmed at the provision of God through these plants and just learned about the different oils and what they do in the body and what they do in the home and how they can clean better and non-toxic and their side benefits rather than side effects. And I had just never been one to give my kids really any medicine. I just made them suffer through it. So for me, it was like so empowering to have something that I would do. And it became a hobby. I shared on my episode with Ashley last week that I just, I loved just making different things and saving money. And it really became a hobby. But I had only started this little business. It just started, I started to share just really organically. I didn't even mean to. It was just by word of mouth with my girlfriends and family members. Um, I had started to just make a little bit of income and to start to get that entrepreneurial little pull when TJ passed away suddenly on March 28th, 2015 of a massive brain hemorrhage. You can imagine... um, just dropping my kids off at a birthday party, coming home, and he was laying on the floor. And 
I'm not going to get all into the situation, but talk about just being everything being turned on its head. Talk about your cortisol level. Just (laughs) there is trauma will do stuff to you that you don't even know that your body is capable of. It's amazing how much it can try to combat it. But the next six months to really two years were just constant emergency zone, figuring out all of the bills. Um, He was an accountant, so he did all the bills. So getting into all of that and sending out death certificates and being there emotionally for my children, um, navigating the funeral and other familial aspects of other people who were grieving, grieving myself, grieving what I thought that we were building in our life, that it was all topsy-turvy, grieving the future, that the goals that we had had, and how am I going to do those now? And it really, really sent me for a loop. But, there is a but, God. But God was so close during that time that if you've experienced maybe cancer or a death and you have felt how close God has come to you, you know that you can almost look back on the biggest trauma of your life with the most gratitude. And it was almost one of my highlights of my life because I never had just fully been so independent or dependent on God, put my independence away. I had learned in my life to be like more self-sufficient and not so emotional and not so tough. And then I had nothing. I was just weak in the arms of Jesus. And so it was so, it was, it was amazing, but it was also so, such a hard time. And then when I kind of came to a couple, couple weeks, months, years later, I realized that God had given me this little business. And it gave me such purpose in those next few years that I really started, it was kind of by accident before TJ died, but afterwards I thought, oh my goodness, I can start this business and serve other moms and share God's gifts of the earth through, you know, plant wellness. And I started to work really hard. You know, when you're going through a tough time, there's a lot of different ways that you can cope. And I really kind of worked. Um, I built a house. Um, I was my own like self-contractor, um, meaning that I scheduled the different subs to build a house for me and the kids. It gave me a lot of purpose. I taught a lot, a lot, a lot of essential oil classes and really began finding myself as far as like working again and getting out there. And I did a lot of self-healing, a lot of walks. I mean, I I kept my shoes because I walked the soles off of those shoes. And I would stand (laughs) at different waterways. If you follow me on Instagram, you know how much I need to see the water (laughs) daily. Um, And I would stand at waterways and just scream. Um, We went through really hard extended family issues at that time. My brother was going through a divorce and some really, really hard spiritual attack things at the time. And I just listened to worship music and God was so close to me during that time. And I walked my way healthier, (laughs) Um, also through counseling, also through so many other things. But I began to really get into this journey of self-discovery where 
where where didn't I set certain boundaries in my life? Where was I not telling myself true statements? It's where I started to learn some of those toxic statements that I had done um, and said to myself all of these years. I really healed during that time, did a lot of personal development, did a lot of just healing, talking to people, going back to Minnesota, visiting with family, um, just looking back on my life with a little bit of perspective. And three years after TJ died, I had decided that I was ready to start dating again. Um, Went on a dating app and met my husband within a week. Now, I had like talked to some people and I had kind of like entertained dating, but I had not like gone on an official date. It totally freaked me out. I was like, you know what? I'll be fine if I'm alone for the rest of my life. I have my kids. I have my business. I have my family, my church. I was still very involved in my church this whole, whole, whole entire time. Um, Was leading worship and was very, very fulfilled in really in most ways of life. And I thought, well, if God wants me to be with somebody then he will have to like drop him in my lap. And that's exactly what he did. My girlfriend told me about an app that didn't intimidate me as much as the others. I got on the app. I met Bobby within two days. We talked via text for a week, went on our first date, and truly could have gotten married three weeks later. We didn't. We waited 15 months, but it still went really, really fast. I just could not believe the healed version of me and the healed version of him. He had gone through a hard divorce. He had lost his dad when he was 12. Just the ways that we had, he was an entrepreneur. He has a wealth management practice. I had then like been expanding my business more to different coaching opportunities and different things. We just met and wanted the same thing for our kids. We fell in love with each other's kids it was just, it was the most magical time because I had done that with a place of being whole in who God says I am first and then finding someone who could just be my partner and encourage me when those toxic thoughts creep back in. And we just had the most amazing time of dating and falling in love and getting married. And it was, there was definitely the hardships. If you have blended a family, we have five kids between the two of us. Oh, I didn't mention when I had Cole. Oh, my poor little baby. (laughs) In 2000, no, I did. Yeah, I did. Sorry. I don't remember if I said I had Cole after those two miscarriages in 2010. And I thought my family was complete, but I had always wanted a bigger family. So when I got two extra bonus kids, Um, I love, love, love having so many kids around the table, and it has been challenging to blend our families, um, to deal with being a stepmom, and the second wife um, has definitely been tricky, but because of so much of that personal development and just focus on who God says I am, it has been really smoother than I could have ever imagined. So that brings me to current day. Um... I started thewellteam.com, kind of a wellness collaborative. I, uh, back in 2018, I think the year that we got married, then we went into the COVID years and things have changed a lot in business and in the ways that people have dealt with each other has gotten very different in our world. 
But when I look back, and I just want to introduce myself to you today, if you're new to listening to the podcast, thanks for getting through 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I want you to know how much I have a heart for you listening, for your story. Um, Write out your story. See the provision of God. Do you see now looking back that my grandma taking her own life by taking pharmaceuticals opened my heart to wanting to find natural things? Um, do you see how being a pastor's daughter and my mom was was such a pastor's wife, the way that she can articulate the gospel as well, that them training me, being in under the word and sacrament by my dad as the pastor and my mom as a Bible study teacher prepared my heart to not be mad at God when my husband died suddenly, but to press in and to feel him pressing into me, not me pressing into him, but that God was there holding me, sustaining me, and guiding me the whole entire time, that those truths of the gospel were what was planted in my heart as a little girl, that my quietness and empathy and very tender heart as a little girl prepared me not only for motherhood, but also to guide women as a coach and to have such a business where I want other people to not only hear about the gospel, but also want to be there to listen to them. Um, That God had given me this little business right before TJ died uh, that just planted that little fire in me to go after a dream that I had, to go after something that brings glory to him, and that that was such a financial gift but also just a purpose gift. We all need a purpose. We all need something to go after. I can't believe that he gave me that business and he knew that my husband would pass away. Um, Can you believe his provision in guiding me on that self-development journey and healing rather than letting the enemy steal me away or get caught in victim mentality or get caught in woe is me or date a million guys or go out. I mean, I could have done so many different things, been so mad at God and made so many mistakes after he died, but that he gave me that fire to crave after him and to heal myself from the inside out. And it's a work in progress, of course. Um, Do you see that he was preparing a man and children for me the whole time? Bobby had been lived in so many different places, Chicago and Colorado and Ohio and all kinds of places and brought him down to Southwest Florida right at the time that it was going to be ready for me. Um, There's all of these things and a million more and so many that I've missed being busy and being stressed and being overwhelmed. So many ways that God is trying to speak to me uh, when I go on walks or when I'm in his, in his creation or in church, there's so many messages that God is trying to get through to us, love and acceptance and grace and telling us that he's got our kids, that it's not all up to us. I didn't share all the nasty parts, like the years where I felt like I was completely failing as a mom. <laughs> um, I'm not going to tell you all the parts where I've struggled with self-doubt and body image and hard relationships that really messed with my mind. I'm not going to tell you all the hard parts today, but I'm telling you all of the parts that the parts that God's provision covered all those nasty parts. 
that because I knew him and because I knew to confess my own sin, um, I think I've told you this before, but when Callie was a little girl, um, I was praying with her at night and she said, oh, dear Jesus, just let our hearts be clean. <laughs> and that is totally the prayer is that to, to give our sins, to give our confessions, to give our insecurities, to give it all to God and he washes our hearts white as snow. And so um, I appreciate you listening. It is an honor for me to have you tune in in any capacity to hear anything that I've said or anyone that I talk to on the podcast. But this podcast is a place where I want you to come like the well to get a fresh glass of water. I want you to leave refilled, refreshed, and restored. I know there's chaos in life. I have had my own. I still have it daily on micro, in micro capacities and some things that feel really, really big. Um, but I want you to know that when God's got you, when you can see his provision, when you can trust that he has provision for you in your life, And focus on that because whatever you focus on expands. And when you focus on how he's for you rather than against you, how you are empowered rather than the victim, um, everything will change. And so thank you for listening. Please tune in often to help calm the chaos for moms that you're health conscious, you want to do the right thing for your family. Um, but you don't want to lose yourself in the process. And so I've walked that road and I'm so honored to help you walk it out every day.